time to talk football. It's time to talk Dons. It's North Sound 1's Red Friday. Good evening, welcome to Red Friday. Well, the post-split fixtures got off to a successful start for Aberdeen with a single goal victory in what was a brutal 90 minutes at Rugby Park. Now next up as a Sunday visit to Ibrox and the chance to create a record by defeating Rangers for the fourth time in Glasgow in a single season. More of this coming up. They certainly raised the game. It seems as if Rangers is their biggest game of the season. The away form has been second to none. So, um, no, they shouldn't flatter themselves. We'll have all their build-up, plus the rest of the weekend football action and the latest in the predictor. I'm Dave McDermott. Joining me, as ever, Andrew Shiny and Dave Galloway. And uh, Andrew um, Kilmarnock, uh, there was one piece of quality. It lasted the 10 seconds that the corner kick took. But yeah. uh, it was three so vital points for Aberdeen. A ah, huge victory for Aberdeen. As you say, you can sum the football up in two or three seconds. Shinny corner, good header from McKenna, Aberdeen goal. There ended the football uh, it was just a battle masquerading as a football match, which unfortunately Stephen McLean never had control of from the first whistle to the last. And uh, well, I've got a little sympathy for Stephen McLean in as much as I don't think uh, any of his red cards were unjustified. One of them has since been overturned and Rory McKenzie has just been issued with a yellow instead of a red. Um, he didn't have control of the game. I think at times the players should have taken more responsibility when they realised that the referee really wasn't in charge of things. But... Uh, it was a, new, a means to an end for Aberdeen. I think that was the most important thing. They got the three points, they've moved themselves into third position. They're now in pole position to get that European slot once again for the fifth successive season. And having won in Glasgow against Sunday's opponents in the league, in the Scottish Cup, in the League Cup, changed days because we used to go year upon year without uh, managing that. And long may it continue, Dave. Derek McInnes, he's determined to make it four victories against the Jers in a single season in Glasgow on Sunday. Every time we played Rangers, whether it's home away, you would have to say that they would be they would be favourites for it. They've got a fantastic squad, a huge, huge squad um, to choose from. They've got the luxury of that. Um, and they all seem to be into, they all seem to be in good form when we play them, um, which is probably um, a testament to the work that's been done there. They're, they're, they're a good side, um, but we have had to uh, face them when they've been in free scoring uh, uh, form before, and uh, very impressed with our performance last week against Hearts. Having watched it, and we uh, we're well aware of the the strengths of Rangers, and we've got to go down there. Um, and be as competitive as we've been and uh, and hopefully I say we have a similar outcome We've got Lewis Ferguson available again after suspension Andrew but uh, there the, the good news I think it just about ends Yeah unfortunately Graham Shinney picked up a, a nasty injury at Rugby Park and uh, he's not going to be available uh, adding to the the catalogue of, of important players who are sitting in the sidelines at the moment but it's an opportunity for others to, to step up to the plate uh, we've gone to Ibrox in the past uh, with a weakened side and come away with victories, we've gone there with very strong sides and come away with nothing so uh, it really is up in the air this one Yeah we've still plenty of players that can make the difference on Sunday Yeah there's plenty of quality in the squad we've proved that time and again this season. Stevie May, he's very confident of yet another good away day against Rangers. We'll be going there and you know, try to do the job again like we have done uh, 
in Glasgow we've done really well this season uh, so it's one we're looking forward to but as you say they'll be wanting to kind of have one over on us because we have got the better than the last couple of games so uh, they've got a lot of quality and have been playing really well so we know it's going to be tough uh, but we just need to be organised and see how far we can you know, take the game and hopefully pick up some points We saw the bench on Saturday last weekend uh, it was a very useful bench but the converse of that is it's, it's great experience for some of our younger players Yeah, I mean uh, when we say it was such an, an inexperienced bench we had the most experienced player out of both sides in Greg Halford who I thought did extremely well when he came on just in the last 10 minutes or so won important headers and just added to the, the team collective to take us over the line but yeah, there's, there's a good bunch of young players coming through at Pataudry you can see that from the results that they're getting further down the line um, than the under-18s, the, the reserve side, under-15s, you know, they were at the Iber Cup uh, last weekend and finished third behind Benfica and Juventus, beating Atletico Madrid en route. And this was the same squad of players that had beaten Arsenal and Liverpool in the Hearts tournament the previous weekend. So the future's bright, but uh, it's important that the the older youngsters, the Ethan Rosses, um, Miko Vertonens, etc., Dean Campbells, um, when they get the opportunity that they grasp it with both hands, and so far the guys who have been thrown in to the Lions then have survived pretty well. Yeah, and uh, Derek Young at last getting a victory over Atletico Madrid uh, 12 years after, 11 years after he played them in the uh, what was the UEFA Cup. Well, this is it, Dave, and it was fantastic to see the the really positive coverage on, on Red TV and on the, the Don's uh, social media. It was it was great to see, and you could see how much it meant to, to Derek and everybody else, can't you? Um, as for uh, the manager, Derek McInnes, well, he says his talented crop of youngsters have really stepped up to the plate. We don't run with a huge squad of what others have, it, um, but we have a tight squad, which then means when there is injuries and there's an opportunity. I mean, some of these younger, younger players uh, get into the team when there wasn't injuries as well, you know, um, and they've managed to impose themselves on proceedings and uh, bring a level of performance. So, you know, that's the, that is the kind of trade-off from having um, the, the, the squad stretched a bit and you get to find out a wee bit more about the uh, boys. And basically, Stephen Gerrard has uh, written Derek's team talk uh, himself, hasn't he? Yes, I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, we've heard this story so often that Aberdeen raised their game against Rangers, particularly at Ibrox. And as you mentioned earlier, Dave, we went almost quarter of a century without getting any sort of positive result down there. And, you know, I mean, Gerrard's saying we never laid a glove on, on Celtic. I think the problem is that um, Celtic raised their game to the A-plus game when they play against Aberdeen. Uh, they recognise the, the challenge that they face from Derek McInnes's side and Stephen Gerrard should just realise that you know his side isn't as good as he'd like to think it is and they are still on the coattails of Aberdeen in terms of, albeit not league position, but cup uh, games this season and results. Uh, we've played against them, what is it, six times, five times? Six times this Thank season you. already. They've beaten us once, there have been two draws, and we've won three times, and all three times down in Glasgow. So uh, I think he should be more interested in what his side's doing than, than worrying about Aberdeen raising their game to different levels when they play against Rangers. Mind games in Scottish football? Surely not, Dave. 
It's uh, interesting and intriguing to hear the the verbal sparring that's been coming out of both camps today. Let's, uh, without further ado, uh, get Derek McInnes' thoughts on those Gerrard accusations. We see travelling as an opportunity to win a game. Our home home form could have been better this season, especially the second half, but our away form has been second to none. So, um, no, they shouldn't flatter themselves. Yes, Derek, obviously not overly impressed. Didn't miss the target there, Derek. Yes, and... uh He's right, our he's, form he's, has I mean, it's, better it's been than anybody's excellent. in the league. Yeah, 10 wins in 17 league games. We've picked up 33 points on the road, 28 points at home, uh, and nobody else can, can match that tally. So, in terms of away form, Aberdeen are, are league leaders. And Stevie May, we've already heard from, and we'll hear from him again uh, just now, but he, he certainly he just needs a goal because he's doing everything else bar score. Yeah, he's not really found the nets uh, as much as anybody would have liked, but his work rate is is magnificent, and he says he'll continue working flat out for the sides. Ideally, you know, I want to be scoring goals as well, but if that's not coming, I've got to find other ways to, you know, make a difference in the team, and and, and that's what we've been doing. You know, as a team, we've probably not scored as many, you know, recently as what we'd have liked. Like on on that game playing against less a team with less men as well, but you know, at, at the end of the day, you get three points and, and we got that uh, and it, it was longer than what we'd like for it to take but we got there in the end uh, and held in you know uh, we probably could have done it in prior ways but the points count all the same so as a squad yeah we're just really looking forward to the next games Let's hear from the Rangers boss Stephen Gerrard Aberdeen played different against Rangers that's what I've noticed they certainly raised the game it seems as if Rangers is their biggest game of the season um, so yeah, we're, we're, we're fully expecting a very tough game again at the weekend. It's an important game uh, for both clubs, so we'll have to be at it. Watched them last week against Celtic and they never laid a finger on Celtic in the semi-final. Um, but they obviously come to play against Rangers and, and bring their A game and they're very physical and um, they, they definitely lift the game against Rangers, that's, that's for sure. Another change were very physical. It used to be we went down to Glasgow and showed us off centre. So you, you can never, you can never Excuses. win. Excuses. No news in terms of uh, players that are out of contract. It does look as though we're going to be, uh, which we've known, I think, for quite a while. That uh, the manager's already said it's a huge rebuilding job in the in the summer. It's going to be a, a major uh, job for the manager, which has been ongoing. I'm quite sure since before the January window closed. Uh, but uh, it does look like it's going to be a, a brand brand new squad that needs to be built for next season and it's a shame but it's part of the price of success if you're playing well at Aberdeen you're going to get noticed there are other clubs in Scotland there are other clubs down south who have greater financial clout and players have got short careers let's not forget this it's a job of work and if somebody offers you twice as much money to do the same job uh, just in a different location who's going to turn that down? Yeah, it's uh, it's something that uh, the manager's used to doing every every close season. They do work a couple of years ahead, so plans will be well developed for the changes. Absolutely, you can bet your bottom dollar. Derek has been working, you know, flat out bending over backwards behind the scenes, uh, reshaping a squad already. Um, I spoke to him today about Shinny and GMS, you know, and he he appears resigned to losing both of them. Uh, obviously Gary's injured at the minute um, and he's still working his way back to try and get back before the end of the season um, 
Shinny, I think is we could all do with a bit of clarity on that, but I think there's um, a few things going on and uh, with his decision making and uh, you know, listen, if we want both players, um, but when it gets to this stage of the season, you, as a manager, we're not daft. You know, you start to think that you're preparing for life without them anyway. So, um, but the opportunity for both to stay would still be there. Um, but I've got to prepare for life for next season without them. This is North Sound One's Red Friday. We'll continue our build-up to Sunday's game, Rangers against Aberdeen, with the predictor after these. Sound One's Red Friday Aberdeen are away to Rangers on Sunday afternoon 3 o'clock kick-off before we get the predictor let's hear what the kid in the kit room has to say about Sunday's match The Dons have got Rangers on Sunday I think the score will be 2-0 to the Dons Probably Sam Cosgrove and Scott McKenna Aberdeen really need to fight to win this but we know we can do it that's a new striker we've got coming in, Covgrove Cov on Sunday. <laughs> Sammy Covgrove, stuff. Right, um, we've got Neil Simpson uh, doing the prediction for the Red Army, and let's hear what the scores on the doors are, Andrew. Well, the Red Army are just about needing snookers. They got one point last week, courtesy of Fiona Bentley Kerr, so they move on to 124. Uh, Dave Mack, you got two, so you're on to 144. Dave G, you got three, you're on 144. Mm. And because I got the Dawn score right last week, I got five points, and I've won four, five. So oh, goodness very, me. very tight at the top. It goodness is me. very close. Uh, right, um before we do the predictor let's just very quickly give me your one to watch for Sunday's game um, difficult one because uh, you who's really don't playing? know who's going to be playing uh, you would anticipate that it's going to be a tough afternoon and we're not going to have a lot of possession so Big Joe Lewis could be uh, a busy man and his calming influence that we speak about every week could be also important in the cauldron that will be Ibrox yeah Dave I'm going to go for Lewis Ferguson he'll be back after serving his suspension he will relish going toe to toe with Rangers and another winning goal against them in Glasgow would be very nice it would certainly be very nice indeed. Right, tomorrow, 12.30 kick-off, Andrew, for Celtic against Kilmarnock. Well, Kilmarnock missing their central defensive pairing of Broadfoot and Findlay after the red cards last week. Uh, Celtic, by all accounts, not very impressive against Hearts last week just because of the sheer emotion surrounding that game, because of the sad death this week of Billy McNeil mm. and uh, I think everybody in Scottish football will join in sending condolences to Liz McNeil and the family because Big Billy was an absolute gentleman, former Aberdeen manager. I only met him a couple of times but couldn't have met a nicer guy than Big Billy I think the emotion that will surround the game uh, will lift Celtic to a new level and I can see them winning 2-0 Dave. Yeah, I, I would echo Andrew's sentiments entirely. I've I've worked with uh, Billy maybe on three or four occasions over the years, and what a presence he had, and uh, you know what a what a lovely, lovely guy, uh, a real gentleman. To the game, Killy, they'll be hard to beat, but the champions elect will have too much class for them. Three 0 Celtic. Yeah, that's why I've gone for three 0 Stay with you, Dave, for Hamilton against Livingston. Well, uh, Hamilton nil, Livingston two. That's what I'm going for. Livy one two 0 at home to Hamilton. 
this month. I take them to get the same uh, scoreline of victory tomorrow to make things very interesting in the basement battle. Andrew? I can't separate the sides. Uh, Craig Halkett missing for Livingston. He's an important presence for them. Uh, I think it's going to end up a share of the spoils. 1-1. Yeah, I've gone 1-1. And uh, Motherwell against a Dundee side that are starting to... Uh, really get a bit desperate to stay in this league now. Yeah, and if desperation is, is shown by their form, well, it's just not happening, is it? You would expect them to be fighting tooth and claw for every point. They're surrendering meekly every week, and I can only see this being a comfortable mother will win 3 0. Okay, Dave? Well, you're going to laugh at me. <laughs> um, there you go. I've unsuccessfully predicted wins for Dundee over the last weeks, but I'm going to go for the Dark Blues to somehow get a victory. I, I don't know how they'll achieve it at this stage. They are due one, though, although it looks highly likely that it won't be enough to save the Premiership status. It looks very uh, likely that they are done. I'm going to go for Motherwell 1, Dundee 2. Okay, time for your pills, Dave. <laughs> and I've gone for 2-0 Motherwell. I, th- I think Dundee would be in the Champions League if we're to see Dave's predictions come through. Yes, indeed. Uh, staying with Dave, um, St Mirren and the Battle of the Saints, St Mirren against St Johnson. Uh, St Mirren 1, St Johnson 2 for me, the Perth Saints. They did look good in their win over Dundee last weekend, although the Dark Blues were very poor, to be honest. Matty Kennedy, really liked the look of him on the left wing. He looked very impressive. He can cost St Mirren a good few problems. Uh, Andrew? Reverse scoreline for me. I think St Mirren have got the wind in their sails. Great win at Livingston last week. I can see them replicating that, but only by two goals to one this time. OK, I've gone for 2-2. Two, two. And on Sunday, 12 15 Dean, it's Hibs against Hearts, Andrew. Um, Hibs, another side that uh, are in fine form at the moment, unbeaten in the league under Paul Heckingbottom, and I think they'll get uh, another victory, 3-1 against Hearts in the derby. Okay, Dave? Um, Easter Road, it'll be no place for the faint-hearted on Sunday, that is for absolute certain. Um, Heckingbottom, what a great job he's done at the helm of Hibs. They're playing good football as well, and I think they should be too good for a a very one-dimensional Hearts side. I'm going 2-0 Hibs. Yeah, I've gone 2-0 Hibs as well. And then 3 o'clock, as we've mentioned, Rangers against Aberdeen. That's on Sunday, of course, Dave. Uh, hopefully everybody keeps the heed in what could well be a powder keg uh, fixture. However, the Dons, well, they're determined to move ever closer to securing a place in the Europa League for a fifth year in a row. That would be brilliant. They'll be confident of beating the Jairs in Glasgow for the fourth time this season. I'm going for Rangers 1, Aberdeen 2. Andrew? Uh... <sighs> Head rule in the heart a wee bit here. I think it's going to finish all square, 1-1, one, one, uh, just because Aberdeen have got so many players missing. But, you know, if it does finish 1-1 one, one, and our predicted score lines come through uh, at Celtic Park, that will be the title done and dusted. And it's, isn't it always a joy to see a three-quarters, in fact, a 90% empty Ibrox long before the full-time whistle. It's very nice. The Blue Seat Brigade. Yes, indeed. Um, good plastic, though. On this. Uh, Rangers 1, Aberdeen <laughs> 2, I've gone for. So let's now get the Red Army predictions, courtesy of Neil Simpson. Let's start with Celtic against Kilmarnock. 4-0 uh, Celtic. Hamilton Livingston. 2-1 Livingston. Motherwell at home to Dundee. 3-0 Motherwell. The Battle of the Saints, St Mirren against St Johnson. 1-0. And let's look at Sunday. We'll save the best for last, obviously. Hibs against Hearts, firstly, at lunchtime. Hibs against Hearts. 2-1 Hibs. And then 3 o'clock kick-off on the Sunday. Rangers versus Aberdeen. Can't wait for that. 2-1 Aberdeen. That would be nice, wouldn't it? It would be nice to 
beat them for the, the fourth time. Exactly. Yeah, I'm sure we can do it. Yeah, I'm sure we can. And um, Dave, this, this week uh, the chairman was out having a look at uh, progress out at uh, Kingsford. Yeah, brilliant to see how things are coming along. Dave Stewart says he's delighted with the way everything is shaping up at long last. Hopefully by late summer the facilities there it's ready for uh, Derek and the guys to, to start using. It's really going to be a, a major milestone for the for the club to finally get here. I know uh, Derek's been very impatient over the uh, the last few years. I, I think we all understand that. There's been promises of a training facility here for a, a long, long time. We've had a few false dawns, but no, to, to come on site and see the progress that's been made, it's just absolutely fantastic. It's been a bittersweet week for Cove Rangers, uh, having been presented with the Highland League trophy on Saturday. They've got the playoff, first leg of the playoff tomorrow, but the shocking news of uh, John Sheeran's heart attack, which thankfully is now now home and on the road to recovery, but uh, not the news that uh, anybody wanted, of no, course. No, I mean, uh, it's uh, it's a, a very sad but news to hear that, that John took ill, but uh, the good side, as you said, is back home. I think they caught it quickly enough, and everybody in North football, in fact, everybody in Scottish football, I'm sure, will send their very best wishes to John and his family and hope that the recovery is swift. But Football goes on. Uh, the playoff first leg at the K Park tomorrow when Cove take on East Kilbride. And Dave's been speaking to Graham Matheson, the assistant manager at Balmoral Stadium, to ask for his thoughts on the forthcoming double header. But first of all, his reaction to John taking ill. We had such a great day on Saturday. We won our final league game. We got presented with the league trophy. We all had a few beers and a presentation with the players um, up in the lounge at the ground. And we had a great day. Um, so the last thing we expected was to hear the news about John on the Sunday morning. A real shock. Massive hurdle that. We've got the greatest respect for them. That if you look at their record as well, really good side, strong. They've, they've had a great season also, but obviously I've watched a lot of games with them and, I, and I'm really impressed with them. They defend well, they score a lot of really good goals and they've got a lot of real quality players. So it's got to be a big ask of us, but... I'm sure they'll be looking at us saying the same thing as well. So, yeah, I think it'll be a it'll be a good a good two games. Yeah, all the best to Cove and uh, Peter Head. They can clinch uh, League Two tomorrow by beating Stirling Albion at uh, at home. And there's some incentives uh, for people to go along as well. Yeah, hopefully we get a, a, a big crowd at the game, Dave. Season ticket holders of Aberdeen and a few of the Highland League clubs can get into Balmour for half price. Because it's the last game, there was always initiatives going on anyway and and uh, it was always going to be a wee bit of a gala day, which... I hope still an Albion don't see as, as a lack of respect for the game because it was something that was already in place anyway. But, you know, I can assure everybody that as a, as a football team, you know, we will be going out there to respect their opponents fully, knowing that they're dangerous, knowing that they've got nothing to lose, knowing that they want to come up and spoil a party. And, uh, you know, that'll be our focus. But if we can get there and play in front of a big crowd, that would certainly give the boys a big lift. Yeah, and all the best to Peter Head tomorrow afternoon. That's your lot for another week on Red Friday. Remember, Rangers against Aberdeen at Ibrox on Sunday. We'll be back same time next week. See you then. Bye-bye. It's North Sound 1's Red Friday.